0: Okay, Ted, Star Wars spoiler time. Go ahead.
1: It was revealed that... Tell us. The first...
2: One Christmas at a time. Presence on uh, my credit card
0: and kind of went overboard but... hey welcome to drupal easy podcast number 167 our last podcast of 2015 our holiday themed podcast hence the song from jonathan colton and john roderick and uh, it's also our year in review which i don't think we've actually officially done a year in re- year in review before we've always kind of um snuck some stuff in, but this time we figured let's do an official year-in-review podcast. No special guest interviews today, just our um, almost our entire contingent of hosts, hope, of co-hosts, I should say. Hopefully, um, we'll get uh, everybody on here in a few minutes, but joining me today is Andrew Riley. Happy Hello. holidays, Andrew.
2: Hi, I'm uh, wearing a tuxedo for the special event.
0: It is. We are all dressed to the nines. Fantastic. Yep. Fantastic. And Ted Bowman, how are you, Ted?
1: I'm doing good. Happy holidays and such.
0: How warm is it up in Ithaca? How how, much, how, how uh, much warmer than average is it?
1: It's crazy warmer than average. It was 60 this week. I don't know. It's probably like high 40s today.
0: Yeah, it's not right. Whatever's going no. on in the eastern half of the country of the U.S. is not right. Um, yep. I know Andrew, Andrew can, and I can, uh, we're in the same boat where it's it's just way too warm. Yeah, it sounds, you know, it's like uncomfortably warm, uncomfortably warm. There you go. Exactly. And humid down here. It's crazy.
1: I have a very, very not very likely to have a white Christmas. That's a bummer. Yeah, that is a bummer.
0: Um, And Ryan Price is here, although he is, um, I think, away from the microphone right now. He got pulled away just a few minutes ago. And we'll talk about why things are so crazy for Ryan Price here in a few minutes. And we kind of have a special guest, but after this episode, she's not going to be a special guest anymore. She's just going to be, you know, one of us. Happy to announce yet another co-host, and this is the last of our co-host editions. I want to welcome Kelly Curry to the podcast. Hey, Kelly.
3: Thank you. I'm really happy to be here.
0: Fantastic. So let's find out real quick. We'll, we'll do like a pseudo interview with you. That's going to, you know, just last a couple of minutes. Just tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do in Drupal? A little bit of background. And, you know, why found Drupal and, 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 you know, what it does for you.
3: Okay, so um, I'm in Boston. I have a little web studio called Brightbold, and I do mostly front-end site-buildery stuff. I found Drupal. I was stalking Drupal around the end of Drupal 5 and kept reading that Drupal 6 was about to come out, so I was one of those people who was always Googling, when will Drupal 6 come out, which we know there's no answer to. Um <laughs> and uh and then installed my first drupal site right after drupal 6 was released.
0: And do you do 100% drupal?
3: I do. I do now do 100% drupal.
0: All right.
3: For a while I was still building custom you know custom html sites and eventually realized that that was a dead end and I just needed to do all drupal all the time. Pretty much it's not, it's a fairly
0: typical drupal story, right? <laughs> Where, you know, a lot of us spent our time making custom sites and custom CMSs for clients and got tired and, of, of doing the same thing over and over and, and figured there's got to be a better better way. And, you know, we all kind of made our way to this platform.
3: That's so. pretty much it. Yeah.
0: So this will be one of the few podcasts where we have hopefully all of the co-hosts. Um, Anna, we're, we're hoping we can get on here in a few minutes. Uh, The plan moving forward with the Drupal Easy podcast is you should never hear all six of us on one podcast except for special occasions like today. Uh, The idea is that we want to be a little bit more flexible and we want to uh, be able to find different guests and have different conversations and by bringing in some new co-hosts, injecting some, some new blood and some new opinions, hopefully that will make the podcast all the better. So that's our plan moving forward, and uh, super psyched to to have uh, Kelly and Anna joining us here in the last few months. So um, the idea of today's podcast is uh, the year in review, and what we decided that we're going to do is we each picked a couple of things uh, that we're going to talk about. Uh, We each picked uh, our Drupal moment of the year, which we'll go through that in a moment, and then our favorite thing about Drupal 8. And this one was a little bit harder because there's so many great things about Drupal 8, and I, I really wanted you know, all of the co-hosts to just pick the the one thing about Drupal 8 that they think really stands out. And we'll get to that one. And, and some of our co-hosts listened, and some of them didn't. Ed, <laughs> I'm looking at you. But, and Ryan as well. So you're, you're not alone. <laughs> but that's it, it the point. Right,
1: it says right on the right uh, the the write up our favorite things.
0: You just type that in. I'm watching <laughs> you type that in. <laughs> That's unbelievable. <laughs> All right, so let me start off. How about I'll start off and then uh we'll kind of go around the horn here and we'll start off with our favorite Drupal moments of the year. And uh for this one, I actually picked something that happened a few months ago. I believe it was in September at DrupalCon Barcelona. Uh, Drupal Association, the organizers of DrupalCon Barcelona did something a little bit different with one of the keynotes, which I thought was just genius. They turned the third keynote. Normally, there's a keynote on, um, on each of the three main days of Drupalcons. Dries is traditionally the first keynote, and then the second and third keynotes are generally outside speakers. They turned the third keynote into a community keynote. And for Barcelona, they actually brought in two community speakers on two different topics. And if you listen to the podcast, you know who they are, because we've had them on the podcast since then. Um, David Rothis and uh, Mike Bell, who was just on the last podcast, talking about uh, different community things, different community topics, gave two really outstanding keynotes at DrupalCon Barcelona, generated a lot of great discussion. They got a lot of great feedback, and I was really blown away. I thought it was a great idea. It was a chance to give people in the community who may not be at the point where everyone's listening to what they say, but give them a platform to talk about something that is super important. And that's my little notification. Oh bad, bad co-host. <laughs> Did you guys hear that or no?
1: No. No. Oh, that?
0: well then nothing happened.
1: Nothing happened at all. <laughs> so in the European DrupalCons do they usually have two outside keynotes?
0: Yes. Yeah. Very similar to North American DrupalCon. Yep. So so they they tried this differently this time around. So that's my moment of the year. I hope that they continue to do these community keynotes moving forward. With it. I haven't looked at the schedule. I don't even know if it's out yet for DrupalCon India um, next year in New Orleans. But I, I think it's a really great great way to showcase people inside the community and give them a big platform.
1: Well, it's also I mean they were talking. It's I mean I guess it's one thing to have a community speaker. But they also chose topics that aren't, you know, not. I guess they're about the community or about people in the community rather than about Drupal itself.
0: Yeah, in this case, yeah, they both were. They, they definitely weren't topics that would only be of interest to a a small group of people. Like it wasn't yep. like a, um, like a topic on module development. You know, it was a keynote that affect. Both of the keynotes were things that affect the entire community. Yeah. So that's that's my moment of the year. I thought that was fantastic and um I, I hope they can they continue those. So Andrew, you wanna go next?
2: I do and I'm glad you chose me because one of or mine's one of Ryan's, but Ryan chose like twelve and that is not fair. Yes. <laughs> so uh mine is a little uh a little bit lighter, but uh it was pretty funny. I was starting out at a new job and uh my manager was taking me out to lunch. He said, so I listened to the Drupal Easy podcast, but I happen to be listening to uh, this week's episode, and have you guys lost your mind? <laughs> and uh, so I, Was I, that
1: his first time listening to it or no?
2: No, he had, he had listened okay. to episodes before, but all of a sudden the April Fool's episode just came out of nowhere, and I was caught completely unprepared because I had been traveling, just starting a new job. I didn't know anything about it. And I said, uh, no, I don't think so. Why? What happened? He played a little bit for me, and I was like, oh, my. So I immediately had to go and download it and listen to it. It was an awesome podcast. If you haven't listened to it, go back on DrupalEasy.com slash podcast and find our April Fool's episode. It's amazing. I think Ryan is actually the person who put it together and like made everything work. Uh, it was absolutely crazy, but it was
1: awesome. It, it would have been better if your boss had never heard the podcast, and that was, and you just said, "Oh yeah, I'm on this podcast."
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, we just drop acid and talk for a couple hours. <laughs> yeah, that's so our
0: full credit to Ryan on that episode. That was his baby, and he he ran with it, and it was it was hysterical.
1: I
2: want to see how he's going to top it in 2016.
1: Our new co-host was actually on it too. That was her previous.
0: I was. Um, I was, yeah, I was going to mention that. That was kind of your first um, sneak-in debut, I guess, yeah. on the podcast.
1: Since Ryan's not on the call, you could just take credit for the whole thing.
3: <laughs> right. Yeah, I wrote that single-handedly. <laughs> well, I mean, it's,
0: you know, as long as Ryan's not on the call, we can heap praise on him. But as soon as he gets back
3: on,
2: I mean,
0: we have to... We then can't it's all let me. Him, yeah. Then it's all you, yeah. We can't let Ryan know how much we appreciate that. That would be... Good honest. thinking.
3: Good thing he doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs>
0: All right, so let's go uh, over to you, Kelly. Your uh, moment or moments of the year.
3: I definitely went with moments. My first one was the DrupalCon LA prenote, and I've been going to DrupalCons for about 6 years, I think, and I had never been to a prenote cuz somehow the way it was written up, it sounded to me like it was for people who were new to Drupal so i had never gone and this year i actually got up early on the first day through some miracle of science and made it to the prenote and it was the most amazing thing i'd ever seen and it just made me so proud of our community and so i really encourage everybody it's worth that it's worth that hour of sleep that you lose to get up and go to the prenote cuz those people are amazing
0: we have been milking that prenote St. Probably Town, yes. Los Angeles. I, vast, why wouldn't
3: you? <laughs> yeah,
0: the vast majority of our podcast, the opening song has been from that prenote, as it should be.
1: I guess that was my first prenote too. I forgot that was the prenote where the songs came from because I don't think I've seen any others before that.
0: Yeah, they're always you know they're always some type of skit, but I think the fact that that was so heavily based on music and you know a, a, a karaoke type feeling wasn't really karaoke, but. Taking familiar songs and putting new words to them, I thought that was fantastic. And uh, I mean, they could do that every pre-note with a different, you know, with different songs, and I would be perfectly happy. I thought it was hysterical. Yes, <laughs> Especially when you put people up on stage who you, who from the community that you recognize, and you put them in a very uncomfortable situation. If they're not up on stage talking about, you know uh, configuration management or dependency injection or you know bootstrap or anything they're up there singing which is <laughs> cringe-worthy in some cases but you know you give these people a tremendous amount of credit for getting up there and just you know belting out all these songs it was it was fantastic
3: while dressed in tights and ears and you know other crazy stuff so yeah and covered
0: in blue paint i mean it was <laughs>
1: A few of them seem very comfortable with the singing. They're very good.
3: Yeah, I
0: think maybe what we should do in the future, or what what should happen in the future, I should say, is just start pulling people randomly from the audience. <laughs> Put a karaoke karaoke screen up there and say, here you go, off you go. I,
1: I think Ryan should be in charge of the, uh, the pre-note, and he could do a sort of like uh, skit-esque one like he did for our podcast.
0: If we can get him on that, maybe we can have that uh, at Florida Drupal Camp here in a few months. I'd watch it.
3: <laughs> I've been trying to get Ryan to introduce some kind of Drupal improv component to DrupalCon. I haven't figured out exactly what that should be, but uh, that's I, it's actually not a bad we, idea for We like, totally uh, need that.
0: Yeah. For for one of the evenings. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so you have a couple other uh, moments, Kelly.
3: I do. I have a couple others. So as we all know, Drupal 8 came out this year, and I there were four commits in Drupal 8 core um, that I had a tiny little hand in, and those are my first core commits. So I'm Ooh. excited not only about Drupal 8 in general, but the fact that my first core commits um, are now released out in the world, um, and that was pretty exciting.
1: What were they about? They're
3: all uh, theme stuff, CSS themey things. Cool. So none of them is, like, life-changing. I didn't, uh, you know, I didn't get views into Core or anything, but um, <laughs> they're all, you know, they're there. It's a starting point. Um, and from there, we we move onward and upward. So The theme um, changes
1: are pretty life-changing. Yeah, are pretty life-changing in Drupal 8. It,
3: yes. Yeah, they're, those are exciting, which I'll get to in my favorite thing about Drupal 8.
0: Doesn't it change your mentality a little bit, you know, after you get a Core Commit? And then you start using Drupal 8. I know for me, I felt it, I don't want to say it gave me ownership, but I felt like this is now something that I've helped develop, that I've helped build. It kind of changed my perspective a little bit after I got my first few core commits.
3: Absolutely. Like that's something I had been wanting to do all through drupal 7 um mm-hmm. and for a while i was sort of spinning my wheels and i would go to a sprint and by the time i'd figured out what i was doing the sprint would be over because i was new and i didn't really get it and so it was it was nice to it was nice to finally feel like i had i've been part of that
1: so were the issues ones that you like had started working on at a con or sprint at a con or were like just when you were working and sort of part-time on it or something
3: I think I did them all at sprints, um, either at DrupalCons or that January sprint. What's that called? The Community Core Sprint. Yeah, the one up in um, Boston. I
0: saw you at that one. Yes.
3: Right? Yes. Yep. Yeah, yep. like so a global
0: sprint day or something like that.
3: That's it. Global sprint day. Um, right. It's coming up again in 2016, the last weekend in January.
1: Now, Kelly, did you you know that? Did you see that uh, release video for Drupal Eight that the association did with the like the balloons and they're all passing the message for Drupal Eight?
3: Um, with the balloons, I definitely well, saw a release video, but I I feel like it was not that
1: one. It was sort of like comical, and they were they no. would uh, okay because at the end they scroll all the commit all the people who you know made commits to Drupal Eight, and oh, I was wow. wondering if. If, if like you, I, if, if like me, you like stopped it and tried to see your name, but they were going very fast.
3: Nice. I do like to go to DrupalCores.com and, you know, search for myself and look at, look at my name there with my four commits. Um, I admit to having done that more than once.
1: <laughs> Frame it on your wall.
3: Yeah, exactly. Um, and then I count like, okay, how, if I got one more commit, how many notches would I move up?
0: It doesn't um, take that many to move up pretty high in that
3: list no yeah. yeah so it's it's good incentive who i don't know who made that site but yeah no i'm I'm living proof
0: of that i mean i do not have a, a ton but i'm i was higher than i thought i would be so all right anything else I, kelly I,
3: well, and then my last one was getting asked to join this podcast i'm really honored to be here so nice that you guys thought of me um and i'm excited to uh to be here on my first show, so. All
0: right, well, you're the low co-host on the totem pole, so that means you have to do all the grunt work. So we haven't mentioned, <laughs> we haven't talked about that yet, but we'll, you'll get Just a list sweep, from each of us. On, sweep on up that afterwards. Yes, <laughs> make sure cool. the lights are turned off and all that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> well, we're glad to have you. It was, uh, as we were talking about new co-hosts, new potential co-hosts, um, your name came up and it was kind of like a, it was a no-brainer. There wasn't a whole lot of discussion about it. We're glad that you're here, Ted. What do you got?
1: Ah, uh, what did I say? Um, oh yeah. So I taught Aquia U this summer, which was like a six-week boot camp program at Aquia. So that was pretty great to um to be there for six weeks training Drupal because you know I do a lot of like one-day trainings or a few-day trainings, and uh, you can only obviously they're useful, but only you know. It's not six weeks, so that was a lot of fun. And generally, too, like, I live in a small town, so there is not, say, much of a Drupal community here. I mean, there is. We have meetups, and it's great. But it's, uh, yeah, it was interesting to be in a larger metropolitan area where there's a larger group. Uh, Saw Kelly there, too, while I was visiting. And, um, yeah, so that, and then the DrupalCon LA hallway track. I think every time I go to DrupalCon... When it's coming up, especially if I'm busy, I'm like, oh, why did I decide to go? You know, is it really going to be worth it? I have so much other stuff going on. And then usually, like, I get there in the first day and I, you know, see old friends and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is why I come. So uh, I'm just sort of socializing it at DrupalCon LA, I would say, like, in the in the con and outside of the con.
0: Yeah, you and I, I think we could probably have an entire podcast on our experience teaching AQUA you. Both Ted and I work for ourselves mainly, you know, sitting in our house or in coffee shops or, you know, very solitary existence other than IRC and, and, and phone calls and, and stuff like that. And being able to work for a limited period of time inside of Acquia's offices was really interesting. Yeah. It's Probably, I, I don't know, you know, probably not a whole lot we should talk about or could talk about, um, but it was just, it was a real eye-opener And just gave a really uh, nice perspective on the Drupal community from not only, you know, our small town, uh, relatively small shop perspective, but then also from, you know, one of the biggest shops around.
1: Yeah, just generally being around like a larger, because every time I go to New York City, and their meetups are huge.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I was thinking, wow, you know, that would be really fun to do this monthly. And not to say that our, you know, eight person meetup here is not a lot of fun also. But, uh, yeah, I just it was interesting to see it on enlar- a larger scale.
0: All right. So it looks like, Ryan, I'm going to guess you're not back yet, correct?
2: No, I'm not here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, stunningly accurate. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. Well, let's move on to uh, our favorite th- one thing. Do, uh, Ted, do I have to uh, change the uh, rundown here? Our favorite one thing about Drupal 8.
1: No, I'll just ignore it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's fair enough. So let's go in the opposite (laughs) order. Let's start with you, Ted.
1: Okay. So, well, I guess I can make mine one thing. Uh, no, I can't really. I was, I was actually going to leave out one of mine because Ryan was going to mention it, but who knows when he'll get back. So, Mm -hmm. uh, so two favorite things are is that Drupal 8 is object oriented. So when I came to Drupal late Drupal 5, I remember looking at the code when I started to actually make modules and stuff and think, you know, what is going on here with like the magic naming of functions and stuff like that. Um But, you know, I ended up really liking Drupal. Uh, I just got used to that style of programming. But the fact that it's object oriented, I just really enjoy programming for it a lot more. It's a lot easier to figure out what's going on, I guess, With that initial, if you have some object-oriented background, it seems like it's a lot easier. And then quickly to my other thing, CMI not having to use features and Drupal 8.
0: You just kind of tacked those last two on there real fast, didn't you?
1: (laughs) Well, CMI is like, I haven't been really making Drupal 8 sites yet. I've been making modules. So the Mm -hmm. object-oriented stuff is what has really affected me so far. Sure. But I know as soon as I start to make sites with Drupal 8, then the CMI is just going to be like a day-to-day. Just I'm just going to enjoy it a lot.
0: See, I think if I... My pick is not is, is something else. But if I didn't pick the thing that I did pick, which I'll get to in a couple minutes here, I think I would have picked plugins, like the, the Drupal 8 plugin system, which is kind of a subset of object of, of the object-oriented yeah. stuff. yeah. Um, I think the plugin system is really going to change the dynamics of the module ecosystem.
1: Well, yeah, plugins, you know, they sort of replaced a whole style of hook. And so you still have some other hooks like form alters and stuff like that. So I think that they're sort of like a gateway to like what the future of Drupal will look like.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. And I think... You know, and because like you, over the past couple of weeks, I've written a couple of D8 modules. And I think the combination of Drupal console and plugins yeah. really, for me, that changed my whole perspective on writing um, custom modules for, for D8.
1: Yeah. So I just, yeah, I just wrote a new module in the last couple of days, and it was so much quicker because of Drupal console. Like, I'm sure I will go back and look at the code that it made and clean it up and stuff like that. But as far as, like, being able to do a proof of concept really, really quickly, it's, yeah, it's really nice.
0: Yeah, I'm actually thinking, like, maybe I should have picked Drupal Console instead of the
2: thing that I picked.
0: Wait, 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 wait.
2: Mike, you've (laughs) already said the thing you didn't pick. You haven't said what you have picked, and you've just added a third one on that you maybe
1: should have picked. Uh, Yeah, this is, like, how he... uh, Gets on me for picking two and he sneakily <laughs> no, gets I only three. picked
0: one. It's right there in the rundown. There's only one. Th- I'm just talking about the things that were runners up in my. Who,
1: who's, in my uh, who's editing the audio for that? We need to take that out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, here, let me. Like, M- Michael say, and the other thing I really like is beep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, here, let me, let me jump in then and, and just get my, my actual pick then for my favorite thing about Drupal 8. Is view modes, Um, and the fact that we have we have view modes in Drupal seven, but view modes being a first class thing, so to speak, in Drupal eight, I think is fantastic. And by first class, I mean if you go to the structure menu, there's a top level item in there right next to views and content types and taxonomy that says view modes, and. From within Drupal 8 core, you can create custom view modes, and you can assign those custom view modes to different content types or different entities, for that matter. Um, the, and just by exposing it that that little bit, um, you know, kind of it it incorporates a custom I mean uh, a contributor module from D7 into D8 or its functionality, I should say. But by doing that, it kind of alters the way for me that I approach building a D8 site. And it kind of goes along with when you're designing, so when a designer is designing a site and they look at all of the different ways that a particular piece of content can be displayed, where it can be displayed as a headline, it can be displayed as a secondary story, it can be displayed in a list, it can be displayed on a single page, You know, the, the entire piece of uh, the entire content. In the past, I would very quickly run to views and just start adding fields depending on the particular context. Um, but now with view modes right there i i've started changing my mindset where okay for this particular type of content i need four different view modes because i know this content could appear in four different places and and i create those view modes in one place i can theme them in one place and then i just consume them where i need to consume them using you know views or other site building tools
1: so, I know it's your pick, so you get to decide, but yeah, you should have picked Drupal Console. <laughs> oh, that's lame.
0: That, I can't believe you would put down view modes like that.
1: Yeah, view modes are awesome, and whoever figures put in...
0: Figures, a developer would say
1: that. Whoever put the effort into getting them to core, I think it's awesome oh, that they're there.
0: You, know, No, you don't get to do that. You don't but. get to slam view modes and then backpedal very quickly. No, no, you got to say.
1: I guess the only reason I th- don't think they're a huge deal uh, is because the D seven module that did it, it, that Dave Reed made, was already so good. Right?
0: Which side of your face are you talking out of now, Ted? It's hard for me to tell.
1: <laughs> so yeah, that's that's my take on it.
0: I you know I did nothing but compliment your pick. I totally agreed with your pick. I picked object oriented. You you take my pick and you throw it under the bus.
1: That's horrible. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, That's a great pick, Mike. (laughs) Good job. Good job.
0: Oh, all right. So hopefully, uh, Kelly, would you like to go next and uh, maybe uh, bring some positivity to this holiday
3: (laughs) podcast? I'll do my best, but I don't know. Maybe you know Ted will Uh, insult my choices too. Uh, Ted just keeps his big fat mouth shut. We
1: should be all. I approve (laughs) even so. I'm just gonna prove that even though this is not like I'm not a front end guy, that if it's a quality pick, I won't dog it. So I'm not gonna dog Kelly's. (laughs) Unbelievable. All
3: right. All right. Well, I didn't I didn't get criticized by Mike for picking multiple things, but because I tried to group them all into one thing and make them seem like they were one thing. Um, and apparently that got past Mike, so good yeah. enough. Um, so I picked theming improvements, which is like 537 things. Um, but there's so many good theme things that happened in Drupal 8. We have two new themes. We've got the stable theme, if you really if you hate all the markup that Drupal puts into your site and you want a mothership style theme with no classes and as few divs as possible, that is your new best friend theme. Um, we've got the classy theme. If you don't like too much markup, but you still want all those good theme hooks that Drupal gives you, not hooks in the Drupal sense, but you know lots of lots of good classes, but not too many. Not Drupal 7 classes everywhere and, you know, 27 million nested dibs. We've got Twig debugging, which, you know, the theme developer module, like, thank goodness that thing existed because how else could you have debugged anything theme-wise? But that thing is a pain. And Twig debugging, you just put one little line in, you turn on debugging, you've got all this great information, you can debug your theme, it's fabulous.
1: So, which I learned from the last Drupal EC podcast that it wasn't on, that they backported something similar to D7.
0: Nice. Yes, that's in D7 core as of, I think, 7.33.
1: You can just set a variable via Drush and it'll put, spit it out.
0: Yep.
3: Yeah, and that's going to be life-changing right there. We've needed that. So, Kelly, I
1: saw on Twitter, somebody had asked, People like, what is, if you're going to make a theme in D8, what's your base theme? So what for you, if you're going to, when you start making sites, or maybe you already have, start to make Drupal 8 sites, what do you think you'll choose for your base theme?
3: So for now, I think for now I would go with Classy. I do. Because
1: you're you're like that. You're Classy.
3: (laughs) Right. (laughs) And I was there at its inception in DrupalCon, Austin. I'm in the front of the picture holding the consensus banana. That was my, that's my highlight for 2014.
0: Nice. Pretty much anytime someone says consensus banana.
3: I think that's what did it. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I'm really, I'm a Zen girl. I really like Zen. uh, And I think once, you know, once there's a solid Zen theme for Drupal 8, then I might switch over from classy back to Zen. But for now, classy would be my base theme.
1: So do you know, like, related question, for people who are making sub-themes, do you know what Zen is going to extend? Are they extending classy?
3: I do not know
0: the answer to that. Hmm. So so it was me, I don't know if you are just messing with me, Ted, but it was me who asked that question on Twitter.
1: <laughs> sort of was not I thought it might have been, but okay, I didn't no, know. no, that's fine.
0: And most of the people, actually, I think just about all of the people who responded were people that I'm aware are like full-time professional themers. Um, And the vast majority of them said either classy or stable. And I guess I didn't pose the question correctly because that wasn't exactly the answer I was looking for. For me, I was coming at it from the perspective of um, from a trainer. If I want to teach people how to theme in Drupal 8 and kind of give them the biggest head start they can... I would, like I've done in Drupal 7, I would start with Zen. Because I think mm-hmm. Zen is, it's you know, it's got a lot of overhead. That's that's true. But if you want to use pure CSS, you can just use pure CSS. If you want to use SAS, it's got all of the SAS files there as well. The documentation is very good. And everything's just kind of there for you. You just have to follow the readme to kind of get everything up and running. So I was looking for something analogous in Drupal 8. Um, now, Zen is not ready for Drupal 8 yet. Um, there's only there's a handful of base themes that are out there, um, but there's nothing that I found yet that is kind of on par. And you know you don't expect it to be because what are we? We're about a month out from or a month put past the Drupal eight release. There's nothing nearly as mature for D eight as the like Zen for D seven. But I did find I did find one base theme that I've been playing with and working with um, called Neato N E A T O, which is based on I think it's a neat uh, CSS framework, if I have that right. And Bourbon, which is a um, a SAS library, maybe. I think that's what it is. I, I might have the, my, my verbiage wrong there. But it kind of ticked most of the boxes for me, where it has all of the SAS classes. It comes with the Drush command that you can run to create a sub theme. Um, so I was looking at it from that perspective of what's the new or what you know what's the new zen for d8 you No, know, until until zen shows up
1: so i I've, I've run into this problem on a little different front when i was teaching site building uh, like a day long site building class in at bad camp i wanted usually in drupal 7 i would pick adaptive theme cuz i'm not really teaching theming but i also want them to see that you know drupal can look okay and be pretty easily configurable And I was trying to figure out something for D8 to do that with, because I'm not, I don't really want to get down into the weeds and, you know, tell them how to edit themes. And at that time, again, it was, you know, a couple months ago, there wasn't really much. I think I ended up using the open church theme was the best one that like did just didn't break and looked decent. Um, so I don't know where those kind of, and I think in general, like when, when you teach Drupal, you're introducing people to Drupal that's one of the things I think they're surprised out of the box. It's like, well, you can't just download a decent theme that you don't have to put a lot of work into, which I think it's just sort of a mindset thing as far as that's, you know, people who pay for Drupal sites don't want a theme that looks like other people's themes. Whereas maybe if you're, you know, You know, if you're just doing a a site that people aren't paying as much for, maybe they are okay with you just grabbing something out of the box. So I'll be interested to see what kind of happens in that space for D eight.
0: So Kelly, um, have you played with any other with any non core
3: themes? I haven't. Okay. So I can't. Well, that's your job. Great. I know. It's your job for the new year. (laughs)
0: I'm gonna be leaning on you for all of our theme related questions.
3: (laughs) I will try to be there for you and not let you down
0: all right
2: fantastic <laughs> andrew well your favorite thing mine i guess is going to be kind of made us since ted stole my primary one it's just like it's just like you know christmas that the family over and we have to put uncle ted outside because he's going a little crazy
1: <laughs> did i mention i didn't get much sleep <laughs> no no you didn't okay
0: <laughs> That's what happens when you don't get enough sleep and you start drinking at 9 in the morning. <laughs> you get cranky and people don't want to be around you, Ted. Yeah, yeah. That's what happens. <laughs> uh,
2: but my my pick is just, you know, we get namespacing. We get a lot of these oop things that uh, the rest of the PHP world's been able to use. So essentially we get to go to the big kids playground and use a lot of those newer PHP features uh, that we just haven't been able to for years because uh, Drupal had such a... Uh, I don't know. How do I? Uh, such a legacy support of PHP in there.
1: So, Andrew, did you come from like another programming language before you went to PHP and Drupal?
2: Yeah, a number of them. In the web, I actually came from classic ASP. I'm sorry.
1: Okay. <laughs> but I mean, had you had object-oriented experience before you came to Drupal?
2: Uh, yeah, in Java.
1: Yeah, so that's, that's the same, my case too. So, when you first came to Drupal, Like, what was your impression of the code base? And I mean, not to (laughs) put you on the spot.
2: Well, I I joined back in the four days. And uh, at first I I thought everyone was a little bit crazy because I'm like, (laughs) this function gets called. How do you know it? Oh, you just need this hook thing and a hook and you name it this way. And okay. And eventually, you know, I obviously conformed, uh, but I'm happy now that uh, we get to be a little more interoperable and a little more friendly with the rest of the php world
1: yeah yeah i would say that's pretty much my experience too i was kind of aghast at first not that i could have come up with something better myself but
2: <laughs> yeah
0: but at the time back in the 4.x days was there any content management system that was written at a really high level
1: but i, I don't know i wasn't really coming from a content management perspective though
2: yeah i was coming from a pure code perspective right.
0: Yeah, I, I think at that time, I mean, I remember when I, you know, I was coming from a, I, I learned programming on my own, you know, was, you know again, ASP, ASP.net, PHP, um, very little, you know, the real training. But when I started looking at different CMSs, I think, you know, for the most part, they were all PHP based. There were, I think I looked at... Um, it wasn't .NET Nuke at the time. It was wasn't there like a, no. There's PHP Nuke. There was PHP Nuke. There was an PHP ASP nuke yeah, yeah. There's a PHP one as well, and they were all kind of written the same way. None of them were object oriented, from what I remember.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. I, I remember when I I don't know how long this was after I got into Drupal, but I had heard that, and I think this sort of fizzled out and died. Did uh did Joomla originally come from something called Mambo or? I yes.
2: I th- think there was a fork. Yeah.
1: And they were going to fork it and build it off of Cake PHP at one point, or maybe that had started, which was a more object-oriented, um, I think, uh, model-view-controller system. And I think when I was getting into Drupal, I had already had some Cake PHP experience, so I was really psyched about that. But I think, yeah, it kind of died out.
2: Yeah, and just a fact check: uh, Joomla was a result of a fork of Mambo in two thousand five. Oh, there yeah. you go. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, let's, um, so the great pick, Andrew, thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm going to assume, I see Ryan is still online, but he is not in front of his microphone. So we're just going to press forward and hopefully he'll be able to join us here in a bit. Uh, A couple of quick little announcements. The next session of the 12-week Drupal Career Online course is uh, getting going again in March, about three months from now. Uh, if you're interested, or if you know someone who might be interested, or if your organization is looking to hire some Drupal talent, or maybe some talent that needs training in Drupal, by all means, check out our uh, our program at drupaleasy.com slash D-C-O, and you can get all the details about the program, the cost, the syllabus, what's all involved, what the time commitment is. Um, hopefully, w- all of your questions are an- answered there. If not, you can always hit me up, and I'm happy to talk about it. And then the Drupal Association, I believe this will be our last chance to talk about the Drupal Association membership drive, which is ending at the end of the year. They're looking to raise $100,000 and, more importantly, gain uh, 1,000 new members. I believe that they're only about maybe a little over a third of the way there on their new members. If you've been on uh, Drupal.org in the past, maybe two or three days You'll notice there's a new banner across the top of the page um, that highlights different people. I think all I've been seeing is Paul Johnson, who was, coincidentally, a guest on our podcast a few weeks ago, or a few episodes ago, I should say. Um, but I believe that, that's going to be rotating. Are you guys seeing the same thing as me?
1: So the, mean, the green oh, banner
0: across the top? Yes, with Paul Johnson. Is it Paul yeah. Johnson all it, the time?
1: It, it just switched recently to another guy from Africa somewhere. Oh, okay. Fantastic. All uh, right. I don't know what Paul was talking about, but this guy was a recipient of a wait C G C C G recipient. Uh, is that a community grant?
0: Yes, it's a community cultivation grant. Again, I'm not collectible I can't card tell game. Messing with me or not? <laughs>
1: well, no, he was. Okay. He's a front end developer in Uganda.
0: Oh yeah, no, we have definitely given money to uh, to people in Uganda, to projects in Uganda. So, fantastic.
1: I thought I heard Ryan. Did I not? (laughs) Yes. uh, Somebody cut his mic mic quick. (laughs) I
4: think we had mentioned uh, in the past (laughs) that I am getting ready to move. So, I have all manner of things going on, like people coming over and asking me where I want to get my house painted and where I don't.
1: Okay,
0: wait, hold on one second. Let me let me finish this little thing about the Go DA. For it. And then
4: and then <laughs> and then we're gonna hear
0: all about your crazy life. Hold on. Yes. Um so if you are not yet a member of the Drupal Association, is everyone on this call a member?
2: Indeed. I yes. Am. I actually have to renew this month. Andrew. Embarrassing. <laughs> embarrassing. You I'll never you let a,
1: it get within a month.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'll, send, I'll send you a tote bag if you register. Okay, I got I've funny. already got like 15 of them. I got a box. It's all, I'll send you the box if you want. <laughs> Whatever you want.
4: It's <laughs> like the old rhyme goes if you get to day 20 you should be feeling funny. What? About your Drupal <laughs> membership. <laughs> okay.
0: Are, anybody else feeling that Ryan's talking too much? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Brian, no, I, I think I
4: hear somebody at your door. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay, just trying to make to, up for all the time that I wasn't here.
0: All right. <laughs> go to Drupal.org and, um, and uh, become a member of the Drupal Association. It's what keeps the lights on in our community. So definitely check that out. Mr. Price, welcome <laughs> yes, to the indeed. podcast. <laughs> so our pre-show today, before we actually started recording, was chaos, I think it's fair to say. Um, because we were trying to get Kelly up to speed on like the recording and the microphones at the same time, Ted decided to half unplug his microphone or something, so it was full of static. And then, just to complete the chaos tri- trifecta, someone approached Ryan's house and every single animal lost their minds. <laughs> do, do I have everything covered?
4: That's pretty much how it goes.
0: Star Wars. And plus, yes, the, ob- the obligatory Star Wars conversation that we were having. So, Wait,
1: is this when I do the spoiler or when, when am I supposed to do that? <laughs>
0: that's You can uh, spoil Star Wars
2: later for everyone. Hang on.
0: That's a big surprise for the end of the podcast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Should be our title, Ted Spoils Star Wars. There you go. It's done. Um.
0: So, Ryan, you're getting ready to move uh, out west to Portland, Oregon. That's right. Uh, and I believe you're li- like in the next like before before Christmas you are you're hitting the road, right?
4: Yes, before the Yule log burns down, we will be living in another state.
0: So yeah, so things are I can imagine very chaotic at the uh, at the price household. Very. So let's let's rewind a little bit. Um, and let me ask you for your Drupal moment of the year. Yes. And then your favorite thing about Drupal 8.
1: Very good, very good. Can I can I make one comment about the membership drive before we move on? Of course. How who do you do we have more committers to Drupal core or members from the association, do you think?
0: More Ooh. committers to Drupal core.
1: Yeah, is that's yeah. crazy. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the There's people membership who are committing is...
1: to core who aren't association members.
0: Well, how many people, what was the final count? It's actually fairly close now that I think about it.
1: So right now it's 3,340 is what it says on the DrupalCourse.com.
0: Okay, so I actually think there might be more members now only because of the membership drive. because I think it's when it's crazy
1: that it's close.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because I, when the membership drive started, we have the number here in the rundown. When the membership drive started, there were 3,200 individuals and organizations. And I think they've added... Uh, well over 300 since then as a result of the drive. So there's probably, let's say, 35, 3600 members at this point. But yeah, it is crazy that it's close, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. We'll chew on that for a while, Ted. We'll come back <laughs> to you. All right, Ryan, sorry Sorry to interrupt. Or okay. I, I'm sorry that Ted had interrupted.
4: <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, yeah, um... One a little of my background,
0: favorite... Ryan. Uh, just <laughs> to so say, you know, a little background on this. Yes. Um, Ted gave his favorite thing about Drupal eight, which I applauded. I said <laughs> nothing about nothing but nice things about. I gave my favorite thing, and Ted said it
1: sucked. Oh. I, I didn't say it sucked, but also look what he picked. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> no comment. No comment. <laughs>
0: okay. Now I will. I will turn over the microphone to you, Ryan.
4: Thank you. Thank you. Um, one of my favorite Drupal moments of the year, it's sort of like all bleeds together. It was uh, sometime at the beginning of last of this past year of 2015, and there was some sort of a discussion in the uh, in the secret Drupal Easy bat cave that we have, and we said, you know, we have we have a problem on our podcast. It's that we've got four white guys doing a podcast. And if we want to be really representative of the community, we have to change the ratio. Uh And so originally I threw out a suggestion. Well, I've been thinking about doing an April Fool's show. What if we replace ourselves with four, you know, people that are not white guys, Uh, which is a large portion of the world and a large portion of the Drupal community. And then I said, but I don't want to make it a joke. I don't want, you know, women and minorities and other, you know, not white guys to be a joke. So we decided to not go with that plan. And we ended up doing something else really fun, where I got to write Drupal lyrics to a David Bowie song and record it with one of my co-workers, Tim. And then uh turns out that it did inspire us to add on some new co-hosts. And Kelly is here. Welcome, Kelly. Thank you. And then uh, Anna is also part of the team now. And then, uh, I also got to sing that song at DrupalCon at karaoke night. And that was a really, really awesome moment. And Michael Herschel was back there, like screaming his head off because I felt like I was at a rock concert. It was, it was pretty weird. So that was probably my favorite Drupal moment was, was going from that seed of like, do we need more diversity in our show to that the, 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 you know, the peak of it all was kind of like, my Herschel screaming his head off and I could see like the line, you know, all the way through that entire moment until now, when we finally got Kelly heard our first appearance on the show. So it just keeps, it's, it's, it's like a crescendo that just keeps building. It never actually crescendos.
0: <laughs> That's a very nice moment. I actually like that one much better than
4: Ted's. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite dribble moment of the year. It's the whole entire year. Best Drupal year ever.
3: Is the whole entire year with me at the Crescendo. So I really like that one. Yeah. yeah. That's not bad that at all. That's,
1: it's good that you held out to come on the podcast until the last one of the year.
3: Exactly.
1: <laughs> all right,
0: Ryan. So how about your favorite thing about Drupal 8?
4: Well, my favorite thing about Drupal 8, um, I don't remember if I got to mention this before, but uh, if you heard the podcast about what, a month or six weeks ago, I was not actually on the show But Mike did, as his pick of the week, a blog post that I wrote uh, that was about uh, sort of the object-oriented programming part of Drupal 8 where we have services and dependency injection and, you know, inheriting things from interfaces and, like, creating a block that's a plugin. There was, like, a lot of different concepts all in there, and I tried to make it so that it was one cohesive thing, and I ended up using Netflix as the binding metaphor for the whole entire uh, blog post. And it, this was another one that took quite a while. Like I ended up starting out at sometime in like April, we were reviewing things for being able to teach this concept to people during DrupalCon as part of a, it wasn't even called FFW then. It was still called Blink Reaction and Pro People. But as part of that training, and then uh, once I learned it and we did the class, I said, you know, this is for me, I've even written object-oriented code before, but I don't think I ever did anything with services, so I ended up writing this blog post, and then I I decided that's my favorite thing about Drupal 8 is the thing that I have I know the best is the thing that I wrote a blog post about and taught a class about
2: so are you are you saying your favorite Drupal 8 thing is Jessica Jones? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly what. Wait,
1: <laughs> I, I missed that, but uh, that's a good. show. It's a show man. on Netflix. I was no, no, on I, Netflix. I, know, I know Jessica
4: Jones, but uh, yes, only I, Andrew well, I, is going to come up with that one.
1: I sort of like to echo like the the idea of getting to learn something new. I think that's part of what I really like about Drupal Eight is, you know, that it's so different. Because um, I don't, you know, I didn't really wasn't seeing myself stop programming in Drupal, but because you know, I guess I started in six. Uh, or I guess late five and there's always new things you could do in Drupal, but the, the way stuff was programmed was pretty similar besides, unless you got into C tools, you started to get into classes and stuff. So um, being able to learn so much new stuff, just dealing with Drupal has been a lot of fun.
4: Awesome.
0: All right. Very good.
4: And with that said, I actually have to go now. (laughs) (laughs) Which is my life these days.
0: All right. Well, happy holidays. Safe travels. Safe travels. And uh, we will next time we we
4: hear from you on the podcast,
0: you will uh, you'll be uh, a hipster. Different time I zone.
4: Different time zone. I will have my flannel shirt firmly buttoned. I don't know what. What do you do with a shirt? You just wear it with style. <laughs> I don't know. And you need a local
2: beer and a beard.
4: Yeah. Okay. All right, Check good on, one.
2: <laughs>
0: All right, very good. So let's move on um, uh, real quick. We'll say, uh, let me just talk about Webenable.com and DevPanel.com, where you can build, manage, and deploy your websites, uh, your Drupal sites, is actually you know any type of, uh, of website for that matter, um, on Webenable.com's dev and production servers, as well as manage all of your servers with their DevPanel.com product. Uh, so, a couple days ago, I prompted or I asked on Twitter for some listener feedback about what your favorite Drupal 8 thing is. And we got some feedback. Uh, let me start off by mentioning Mike Herschel, who uh, Ryan just mentioned a, a few minutes ago as uh, screaming his head off at Ryan's amazing singing voice. Uh, Ro- uh, Mike's favorite thing is CMI, Configuration Management, which Ted tried to tack onto his, but we rejected. Um, <laughs> Jeff Deeks uh, wrote, for editors, inline images with optional captions and left-right alignment working intuitively by default. That is, I like that one because it's super specific and it definitely solves a pain point that a lot of content administrators have had uh, with previous versions of Drupal and even site builders have had to integrate that and to, to build that into the authoring system um, and have it work cleanly. So the fact that it's in core and it just works is fantastic. Um, Mark Drummond echoes Kelly's uh, pick of just Twig and or theming in general. Um, he actually tried to get away with I think he he you know posted like four or five tweets with many many Drupal eight things, but I just picked one for him, which
1: I think he's, you're pretty strict with that.
0: I'm very strict. <laughs> I mean, come on, we, without rules, there's yeah. anarchy.
1: So. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, but all of his things were theme related. So, uh, but Twig is you know fantastic. Uh, so I, I helped him out with that. And then Damien McKenna, friend of the show. Um, if you've if you've been to DrupalCon, he's the guy who walks around with bunny ears. Can't miss him. Uh, Damien uh, said Interop- interoperability with other CMSs and libraries was his favorite thing of Drupal eight. So there we go. Upcoming events. Uh, Ted, you and I are going to be in New Jersey at the end of January.
1: Yeah. Great. Looking forward great to that. Think, camp.
0: Yep. We're both doing some training and that's uh, down in Princeton, New, Jer- New Jersey, right?
1: Very well run camp. Yeah. Princeton. I think it's three or four days. So training a day of sessions. And then they usually have a sprint and just general. I don't, I can't remember what the third day is, but, uh, but really good.
0: Yes. Fantastic. And uh, Drupal Global Sprints. I guess, Kelly, did you, you must have just snuck that one in there. Or someone snuck them.
3: I did. I, I did. Okay. I sneaked it in earlier. Very good.
0: So January 30th. That's actually the, the sat- Saturday, January 30th. Uh, that's the day of, the, of Drupal Camp New Jersey. But that's a Drupal Global Sprint. And there'll be a link in the show notes. And Kelly, I'm assuming that link lists all of the places where um, people will be holding sprints.
3: Well, I haven't clicked that link. Okay, well, I know know where the I know where the Boston one is. Yeah, there's there's a bunch
2: of locations. I'll give you a quick rundown. On here is Germany, Berlin, Spain, Barcelona, and another city I can't say. United Kingdom, Peru, and the U.S. You have Austin, Texas, Portland, Oregon. Well, I can't talk, and Princeton, New Jersey.
1: So Kelly, don't like you put something in the rundown there. Don't put more than one, or Mike freaks out.
3: I didn't. No, I didn't put that in the. I didn't oh. put that in the rundown. I thought oh, he was okay. talking about how I'd mentioned it earlier in the podcast.
1: Uh-huh.
0: You know, Ted, I'm. I'm. I'm going to ignore that comment and embrace the holidays, <laughs> and just I'm only going to say positive things from here on out.
1: Right. And how much uh-huh. I
0: appreciate you being on the podcast, Ted.
1: Uh, I, I guess I'm just here to test you.
0: There, yes, that's your job, apparently. Uh, Florida Drupal camp. Coming up in uh, March of 2016, March 5th Woo-hoo! to be exact, and then a couple weeks after that, MidCamp, which, is that Chicago? Yes. Is it actually yes. in Chicago, I guess, is what I was getting at, as opposed to somewhere in Chicagoland?
1: Uh, it has been in the past, or I guess the one year I've gone. Okay.
0: It's that's, in Chicago. That's actually in Chicago. Okay, so that's happening March 17th through 20th. Um. All right. So, where can we find everybody online? So, Kelly, let's start with you.
3: So, uh, on Twitter, I am brightbold.
0: Okay. Anywhere else you want to mention, or is that like your main? I'm, and I'm activities? brightbold
3: on Drupal.org, and pretty. M- I, those are the ones I can think of. All right. Very good. And Ted, Don't start with me.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Ted Bow at on Twitter or Six Miles Hack on Twitter ted uh, on
0: And Ted, are you still doing the module development class? The online module yeah, development class? Yeah, the
1: stuff? module development class is at sixmiletech.com. You know, let's face it, we'll all be dealing with Drupal 7 for a while. So if you need to get your chops up on Drupal 7 programming, uh, uh, that would give you a good start.
2: There you go. And Andrew. I'm Andrew M. Riley at Twitter and just about everywhere else.
0: All right. And uh, Ryan Price is liberator without the final vowel. And Anna is a Kalata, A-K-A-L-A-T-A. And of course, you can always find us at DrupalEasy, as well as DrupalEasy.com. And I am Ultimike, pretty much everywhere. All right, since we don't have a guest, but we do have someone who's new to the podcast. Kelly, I'm, I didn't give you a heads up on this because I didn't want you to oh. prepare. <laughs> but you are going to be so the target bad. of the five questions. Tonight. Uh-oh. All right, you ready? Name something no. interesting you do. That's too too late. We already started. No <laughs> Name something interesting you do outside of Drupal.
3: Outside of Drupal, um, I started a. I mean, along with a lot of other people, but I started a five hundred one c three to support my kids' bilingual public school in Boston. Um,
1: Whoa!
0: Yeah, and, hold on. Uh, so you so you started an organization to support. A bilingual school, is that? Yeah, is bilingual
3: that... public school um, in Boston.
0: Wow, so English and? Spanish. Spanish. Wow.
1: That's one of the more impressive ones we've had.
0: Yeah, I don't even know what to say to that. That's, that's, quite, a, that's quite a side <laughs> hobby.
1: <laughs> that uh, sounds like a speak... lot
0: more than, than a hobby.
3: I sp- I speak the amount of Spanish that you would speak if your kids went to a bilingual <laughs> school. <laughs> <laughs> so I started off with very my Spanish was like Sesame Street Spanish when they started, um, and I'm I'm decent now. I'm not great, but I can I can speak a little.
1: What's the school um, go through? Is it like K, uh, through? K through
3: K through eight? Um, okay. But the uh, in Boston, the exam schools, which are like magnet schools, start in seventh. So my older child only stayed through six, um and my younger child is a sixth grader right now. So
1: that's a, a lot of time to be getting a language, especially it's a great, great um time of life to be getting it,
3: yes, yeah, it's uh, I think it's really great. and the the school tries to balance the student body. So half the kids speak Spanish at home and half the kids speak English at home. Um, so, you know, rather than rather than taking all your English as a second language kids and putting them in some special classroom where, you know, they're getting a different education, like everybody is doing half their learning in English and half their learning in Spanish, regardless of um, your native language. So it's it's been great for my kids um, and for everybody else's kids to to be there and uh get some fluency in another language so it's great
1: is, is spanish the do you think the most spoken language in boston besides english
3: um that would be my guess um there's a there's a decent sized chinese population too but i would think overall yeah um i would think overall it's probably spanish cool so a um, lot of lot of Puerto Ricans, a lot of Dominicans in the school. Um, those are I, those are the big populations in Boston.
0: So, what does the foundation actually provide to the to the school?
3: So, um, so we raise money and then work with the principal to figure out what things the school needs that the you know Boston Public Schools budget hmm. doesn't cover. Um, so at the beginning, it was big capital stuff. We, um, the gym had been partitioned into classrooms. Um, and so we, uh, we worked on ripping down the partitions and reconstructing the gym so that the kids had a place to play when it was too cold to go outside, which in Boston is, you know, a fair amount of the year. (laughs) Um, and not everybody has a coat, so we, we really need a place to get some exercise inside. Um. So we did that, and we did a library, uh, and we turned a parking lot into a soccer field, um, and, uh, and then since then it's been smaller, you know, like we've kind of done all the capital stuff, and so now it's more about field trips and programs and that kind of stuff. Sounds like a lot of fundraising. It is a lot of fundraising. Yeah.
1: Yes. <laughs> so, uh, uh, since we're on a podcast, is there like a website people can go to? Is there a. Um, there like is
3: a-, a website people can go to, <laughs> and it's it's built in Drupal 7. You will be shocked to know. Um, and it's uh, hurlyschool.org is the site for the school. Um, and then the uh, the site for the 501c3 is supporthurley.org. All right, and
1: uh, and can they actually give money on the site?
3: They can actually give money on the site. <laughs>
1: nice.
0: <laughs> All right, very good. So if you would please uh, add those to the add those URLs to the rundown. I will do it. All right, we're gonna keep going though here. All right. Name the last piece of software you installed.
3: The last piece of and software. And it could be on your
0: phone. Could be on your computer. Could I be.
3: installed. Um. I don't know the answer to this question. Hang on. <laughs> See if I can suss it out. Um uh-oh.
1: Is there a new app you love that you installed on your phone or anything?
3: Oh well I'll do I'll do a little push for this is probably not the most recent, but this is my favorite app this year. Um is the service called Gathered Table. Um and they just uh released their iPhone app recently uh that does menu planning um for you. And once a week, they will send you a menu for the week. And you can, you can go in and set all your preferences and say like things that you don't eat or things that you have allergies to. You can import your favorite recipes from other websites and then tell it either to give you, you know, only your own recipes or a mix of yours and theirs or just things out of their library. Um, and that has saved me a ton of time in figuring out what to feed people.
0: And that gives you um, a shopping list as well?
3: And it gives you a shopping list, and it integrates in in Boston. There's the Stop and Shop grocery store has a a delivery service called Peapod, and it integrates with Peapod, so you can take the grocery list from Gathered Table and send it to your Peapod cart and then just have it show up at your door. Um, And uh, so if anybody, if any of our listeners are on Gathered Table, friend me, please, because I need other people's recipe ideas all the time.
0: So we should stop talking about food because I'm starving. So. <laughs> um, okay, very good. So moving on, what is a goal that you have not accomplished yet
3: but is terrifying? That is terrifying. Um, I, I at some point, not in the near future, but I would like to speak at a Drupalcon. And I've kind of had that on my radar but it's, but it's fairly terrifying. So <laughs>
0: that's a good one. Do you speak at camps and other events when you go? Nope.
3: <laughs> so well, I'm not doing very well at progressing towards the school. That's where you um, got to start. But, but you know what? I've, I've been on a podcast.
0: You have been on, so there you go. <laughs> are, You're on the road to success. <laughs> what is the last exotic animal that you've hand fed?
3: Okay, well, I did not hand feed this exotic animal, (laughs) animal, but I did once pet a cheetah.
1: Oh, Uh, you got to be quick to do that. Yeah,
3: I was uh, was in Kenya, and there was this cheetah in an enclosure, and the guide said, does anybody want to, you know, come in the enclosure and pet the cheetah? And I'm like, well, the God wouldn't be offering to let us pet the cheetah if the cheetah was going to eat me. But So I'm the only person in the group who volunteers to go in the enclosure and pet the cheetah. And the rest of my family is like, she has lost her
1: mind. So how many fingers did that cost you? But
3: I did. I still have all 10. Um, the cheetah was very nice. It did not eat me or maul me. Um, but in, in retrospect, I'm not sure how smart that was. I was perhaps a little too trusting, but it was fine. Worked out fine.
0: All right, fantastic. I think that's a new uh, one for us. We haven't had Cheetah before <laughs> as an answer. And finally, what was your tipping point Drupal moment?
3: My tipping point Drupal moment, like the thing that... The thing
0: that when you start first started getting into Drupal, you're like, oh, this is cool, this is all right, but then something happened. Either you saw something that Drupal could do or a lot of people for this question referenced an event that they went to that they said, okay, this is... Now I feel like this is the platform where I want to focus on.
3: Yeah, so I think the answer to this one is is less about Drupal than about the community. But at my first Drupalcon, which I think was San Francisco, um, if I've got them in the right order, I was I was still on Windows. Then and we can later have a conversation about how my evil husband sucked me off of, convinced me to drop Mac like 18 years ago, and because Mac was going to die and they were going <laughs> under and it was silly, and so I switched to Windows, and then I was on Windows for like 18 years. Um, so I was still on Windows at that time, and I was trying to contribute, and I just couldn't make anything work. You know, I had Sigwin, and I was trying to do and like all the things were confusing and I was new and super confused Um, and Bang Pound Benjamin Doherty came out of whatever he'd been working on and like sat with me out in the hall and helped me figure it all out and that was that was just such a great Drupal community moment that somebody was willing you know somebody who I had heard of and was kind of famous and was willing to take their time and sit with me to, you know, wrangle my stupid Windows computer um, into submission, trying to do all these Linuxy things that it didn't really want to do uh, so that I could get involved in th- with the community.
0: That's a name I haven't heard in a long time is I don't think he's been that active in our community. Either. Yeah, I
3: don't think so either. But yeah. at the at the time, I absolutely knew who he was.
0: Yeah, oh, very cool. That's big yeah. name. That is uh that's surprisingly a very common theme and for or answer for that for this question. Is it, it's and you know, Ted and Andrew, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the majority of the answers for that involve some type of personal connection at a Drupal event.
1: Yeah.
2: Yep, just about every single one, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Pretty cool. All right, well, very good. Except Thank you, Kelly. D- didn't
1: oh. some guy pick view modes though? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ted, I, I wish you and your wife nothing but the happiest of holidays.
1: Yeah, and to yours, and to yours.
0: See how I'm taking your negative energy, and I'm, I'm bouncing it back to you in the form of positive energy. You're not yeah, going to bring me down.
1: very Jedi of you.
0: I, I'm going to see Star Wars in 90 minutes. Oh, There's yeah. nothing other than me blurting out a spoiler. <laughs> Which you can do as soon as I you know, put my earbuds down. You can yeah. tell everybody anything you want. Um, OK, anyway, so thank you, Kelly. Welcome to the podcast. Looking forward to, uh, to talking with you uh, many times uh, in the future here on the podcast. So let me wrap things up here. As always, you can listen to the podcast on DrupalEasy.com uh, slash podcast or on your favorite pod catcher. Um, And if you'd like to leave us a voicemail and tell us how horrible you think that Ted treated everyone today, then by all means, call (laughs) us at 321-396-2340. That's a U.S. number, so that's plus one. 321-396-2340. If you want to keep tabs on stories that we're thinking about covering in upcoming episodes of the podcast, you can always follow the Drupal Easy Podcast tag on delicious and with that uh, I'd like to wish everyone happy holidays and Andrew thank you very much for your continued work on the podcast I know you we, we lost you there for a few months but behind the scenes you've been helping us out all year with the audio and all that stuff so thank you very much for that and welcome back oh, thank you I guess. thank you and Ted again nothing but the most joyous Christmas and New Year's to you and your family
1: to, to, to yours too <laughs>
0: <laughs> and kelly uh you know fantastic I, i'm super happy that, that you joined us and uh I, I think we've said enough of that to you I, I, don't, I don't want you to get a big head
3: i don't know you, you can keep saying it it's fine <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right and on that note um that should wrap up drupal easy podcast number 167 we'll see you next year see ya